Donald Trump Jr. back on the stand today in the $250 million civil fraud trial in New York against the Trump family business. Last week, when he was called by the state of New York, Don Jr. testified that he had no direct involvement in the company's annual financial statements. Today, Trump Jr. was called as the first witness by his father's defense team, and the son walked the court through a promotional PowerPoint of various Trump properties, calling his father, quote, an artist with real estate, unquote, pointing out details such as the vault at 40 Wall Street, the inside of Mar-a-Lago, and the library at Seven Springs. This was an attempt to show that, if anything, the Trump properties were undervalued in those financial statements. Let's bring in former personal attorney and fixer for Donald Trump, author of the book Revenge and author of Mea Culpa, Michael Cohen. Michael, good to see you. What do you make uh, of Don Jr. referring to his father as an artist when it comes to real estate? Well, I'm not so sure that I would call him an artist. In fact, if you look at the properties that Don Jr. put up on that PowerPoint, Donald is not the creator of any of those. He was just the purchaser. Mar-a-Lago, obviously, he didn't build. That was Marjorie Merriweather Post. He didn't build uh, Seven Springs, uh, nor did he build, uh, you know, for example, Bedminster. These were, that was the former DeLorean estate. So, and, and 40 Wall Street, obviously, as well. He acquired that property. Details, details, Michael. When you testified last month, you, yes, it's you, always details. <laughs> you described on the stand how, how you manipulated Trump's financial statements. You described it as, quote, reverse engineering. Um, do you think that's what Don Jr. is doing kind of with his PowerPoint presentation today? Well, I think what Don is really doing here is he's holding the Trump line, uh, which is what we were all supposed to and required to do. In fact, they should probably change the name from MAGA to MEGA, M-E-G-A, which is make and Goron gag again. Because when I sat on that stand, I watched as judging Goron was just, you know, getting visibly nauseous from the lies that were being told uh, by the Trump team, uh, by Trump's counsel, by Don Jr., that he was merely a broker, that Eric Trump was merely a guy who, you know, laid concrete and so none of which, of course, anybody believes to be accurate or truthful. When it comes to this or any other case, do you think Donald Trump deserves to go to jail? So, look, that, that's a question that's been posed to me. The answer is he needs to be held accountable. And do I believe if it was anyone else that that individual would already be in prison or jail? The answer is emphatically yes. But because he was the former president of the United States, and for four years he was debriefed on a daily basis our national security secrets, I personally, as an American citizen, I would be concerned because Donald is the kind of guy that would sell any of that information for like a bag of tuna, right, or a book of stamps. And I do really mean that. Um, it's dangerous for America to have somebody like Donald Trump in an environment where he can share the information. Look, he's already shared it already with members of Mar-a-Lago, as well as other individuals that came to visit. So why would he not do it if it would benefit him somehow, in some way, in a prison situation? So what does accountability look like, do you think? A very significant home confinement scenario where he doesn't have people coming and going at leisure. He's certainly not going to be playing golf. Uh, he's going to have to fund the um, 
we'll call it Bureau of Prisons, to ensure that there's uh, a guard that's there uh, watching the property. His phones would be monitored. There wouldn't be computer access. The same exact life, other than the fact he's not sharing a cell with somebody, he's sharing the house by himself. What do you make of this Washington Post report that Trump and his allies are, are looking, if he, if he becomes president again, to use the levers of government, the Justice Department, to punish critics and, and opponents? And are you worried that he would target you? Well, 100 percent. First of all, he already did. Uh, December 14th, I'm going before the appellate court on the case of Michael Cohen versus the United States government, where he and Bill Barr, Department of Justice uh, and the Bureau of Prisons, that they conspired that to um, to infringe upon my First Amendment constitutional right, making me the very first political prisoner held by my own country because I wouldn't waive my First Amendment constitutional right, not publish my book Disloyal, not do television appearances, not do media, etc. If, if anybody thinks that this is a one-off, if Donald Trump becomes President of the United States again, it's not just going to be me being the very first person that this happened to. There's going to be a multitude of people, possibly yourself included, Jake. Uh, yeah, that has occurred to me. Uh, but they, in the Washington Post article, they talk about John Kelly, uh, Bill Barr, uh, Ty Cobb, and General Mark Milley. I mean, he talked about executing Mark Milley. Could you imagine the man, a general, who has given his life to serving and protecting this country as opposed to Captain Bonespur that avoided his, you know, his responsibility, that he wants to have this man executed because he's angry at him. And then there are still Americans that want to do what? They want to support him both financially and by voting. I don't understand what's happening here. Michael Cohen, good to see you, sir. Thank you so much for being with us. Good to see you, Jake.